Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Rosenberg Radio, Real Late, Hot 97. Um, Hobson, fresh off his new album in the building. What up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Yo, it's funny. I, I really thought that I'd, I I thought that I'd met you before because you come up here before, but I realized I was out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems seems like we met before. Well, yeah, but, yeah uh, but this is the first time. Yep. Um, you dropped a new album, No Shame, last week. Yeah, yeah. Black which Friday, I, which I just uh, sat down and started listening to. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, it's dope, man. Congratulations. You've had a you've had a fantastic couple years, huh? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've been able to keep a solid career and I have a strong dedicated fan base, you know, so I'm very lucky for that. And um yeah. You started what you say on the, on the record you talked about um writing rhymes in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Which replaced you I, at like fourteen years old or yeah, something like exactly. that, right? I started rapping around fourteen years old. Yep. And so what was the what was the original to take me through that the first the first run of you as a writer, what was that situation? Was it the in-school notebook Walkman situation? Yeah, it was exactly that. Um, I was, yeah, I would walk around high school, and I was fresh out of middle school, and I just, yeah, I had my notepad, and it just seemed dope to write rhymes, and me and my friends would go to my house after school and just freestyle over instrumentals that we would download off of Napster back then. And, oh, of course. Yeah, and it was just a... I, I wasn't really taking it too serious at 14 years old. It was just kind of a, a thing, a fun thing to do. But over time, it just started getting better and better. And then I just started to realize, like, man, maybe this is my calling, you know? Maybe it's what I need to be doing. So I eventually started making beats. And What were you using to make to make beats? Fruity Loops. Okay, yeah, of course. I which I you're, still use to this day. You're such a man of the late 90s, by the way. <laughs> the, the Napster, the Fruity Loops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, this yep. is right where everything was going at that time, yeah, technology-wise. Yeah. Yep, so... Yeah, I was using Fruity Loops and just started. how how were you at first when you started messing around with the beats? Oh, um, well, I have a background of playing the piano and everything, so um, I it, I picked up on it very very quickly. So, um, yeah, I, I learned pretty fast. the The hardest thing about making beats is the quality, making sure the the mixing is on point. You know, getting the kicks and snares, and that took me years, which I feel like you know I'm I'm I've only now stepped into that like a, a, a nice area of, of learning how to do that properly. But, what, what, what helped you get there? What, what was the evolution? Like, why, why now are you better at it? Because back then, you know, being, I guess, coming up in the underground, a lot when you hear a lot of mixes from underground rappers and your competition of when you're first coming out, a, a lot of underground rappers have horrible quality. Horrible. And then, so I was like, hey, my quality's better than theirs. But I wasn't looking at it on the in, the in, so the industry standard of like Dr. Dre quality and stuff I wasn't I wasn't comparing it to that I was just looking at these underground rappers going okay my my stuff sounds better than theirs and I'm in but then um but once I feel like I've conquered the underground which is you know as rec recently over the past few years I start to listen to quality like in a, in a whole different way where I was like damn listen to that kick and that snare and the way these sounds are jumping out and the way this is pan to the left that's pan to the right and how loud it sounds, but yet not screeching. And I just started hanging around other producers, seeing what they're doing and how they're EQing things and putting limiters on stuff. And yeah, so I just started to get into it more to take my quality to the next level. And you know, it's always a learning process. You know, you can never learn too much. So, but making things sound big is yeah, a thing. It, yeah, yeah, it, it huh? is. It's important now because everything, especially in today's hip hop, everything sounds huge. It really, it it does, and people don't get it. Like. Sometimes you'll try to play a record out, especially me, because I'm, I mean, especially uh, over the last 10 years or whatever, when I started playing out more in New York, mm -hmm. I would still try to play records that were for me. Yeah. And then I would play it out, and I'm like, oh, this sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. Even though it worked on radio, because mm -hmm. radio's different. Radio actually has... um. The FM sound on radio can actually do a lot to clean a record up. Oh, really? Yeah, you'd be surprised. Like, th this is probably an error. Well, you certainly missed it, you know, with your music. Because, I mean, at this point, people don't tape things off the radio like that. Yeah. Everything's a digital rip. Mm -hmm. But when you used to record off the radio, you could always really hear um, certain things in a track would just, I don't I don't know what it was about just the way an FM signal sounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you hear your own record on radio, mm -hmm. it sounds different. Like yeah. there's a certain pop to it. And so it would save some records because mm -hmm. I would play them on air and it actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. But then you get in a club and play it. And it's not that. It's ass. Yeah, yeah. Like especially if you're like warming up at a concert and every record. When you're warming up at a concert, it's like there's 5,000 people there. Mm -hmm. Every record. It's not, no one's dancing. Yeah, so yeah. all you're trying to do is hit them with things that make it, them like nod that, their head true. and move, yep, right? Exactly. And you hit that one record that you think 
oh, this song's popping, mm -hmm. and it just doesn't come in the way you thought it did. You're like, oh, this wasn't mixed right. Yeah, yeah. This is I, someone who didn't quite get how to do it. And yeah, and that that um, and I I actually learned that the hard way as well when I when I was doing live shows in my early touring days. Um, I would tour with other artists, and sometimes they're like, I was touring with Yellow Wolf one time, and his stuff was knocking. And I was like, and I would always tell the sound guy, like, man, turn my stuff up, man. It ain't not Make like my stuff sound like Yellow Wolf. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, can you redo your music? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know. And the, and the dude was like, yo, I'm maxed out over here, man. It's, it's turned all the way up. And I'm like, nah, man, you messed up my you messed up my sound. And I didn't I didn't realize like the mixes were horrible on my on my music. So that that let me know, like, damn, I need to go back to the drawing board and like and do better mixes on my on my sound. So um yeah, that and then just a few other instances of me just realizing like yeah this is not knocking how I wanted it, wanted it to you know I just put, start putting my mind into the engineering side a little more yeah the and, mechanics yeah um so there's there's gonna be two groups of people um, taking in this interview or at least two but mm -hmm. there's certainly gonna be the Hobson fans who yeah. are you know who are obviously l watching right now and listening and also I'm gonna put the extended full version of this on my podcast Rosenberg Radio yeah. so if you're watching on YouTube go to Rosenberg Radio on iTunes to hear the whole thing. But then there's also going to be the people listening to my podcast already yeah. who may not be familiar with you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's fun, it's it's fun in that sense because you're dealing with these people who are so familiar with you. And and I said to you right when I saw you, I can tell just from listening to the new album, yeah. it gave me more of a context to the way that you must resonate with your audience because mm -hmm. um, you're very personal yeah. in feel and your storytelling feels very real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it comes um, from a real place. And obviously, that's something that your audience relates to. And it, it, it seems like, is that sort of what made you relate to artists when you, I know you loved Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Is that what sort of drew you to Eminem, how personal it felt? Yeah, it was, it was the fact that I, I could, yeah, like when, when they're telling, when him or whether it was 50 Cent or whatever, D D12, I was really big on D12 as well, just the whole aftermath camp. Whenever they told stories, it just felt like I could see it and really feel it and, um, that that's what inspired what inspired me to become an artist, and I just you know I was aiming for stuff like that where it was just like can you visualize what I'm saying to to where you, you feel you like think, you're there. Do you think that fans can draw the line of when you're storytelling something that really happened and sto storytelling something that's fictional? Yeah, I think they can. Um, so I mean, I, I do get fans who are like, "Yo, is that a true story in your album about this and that?" and um, but yeah, my real fans can, there are some artists who just like, they come up with just crazy concept stories, you know, that aren't necessarily tied into their life directly, but it's just a crazy situation. Um, and then, yeah, so it's, it's a, but usually, um, with my stuff, I feel like people can tell if I'm, if I'm just like, if it's just a concept that I just made or if it's something that... Well, the really, first the first record on this album... Yeah, the, everything's real on this album. You really came... The, it's, it's, um, it's called Hotel, Hotel Room Sydney. Sydney, right? Yeah. That's a very... We'll, uh, on the podcast, we'll play the song. We'll give everyone yeah. a little taste of the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. But tell tell me about that song, how how realistic that is, because it seems like both a r relatable and really shitty circumstance Yeah, and also... Um, it's kind of scary, um, not not only from a relationship standpoint, but from a getting in trouble in a foreign country standpoint. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So. Um. Yeah. I got arrested in Australia, um, over some charges, which the song will explain everything. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, it was just a bad relationship that I was in, and, and it was an argument that that came about with my ex girlfriend in a hotel room, and it and it just, and you know, I was, um, she was pregnant, I was, and I had a. An, an engagement ring that I had flew out there with, and you know I just how long out. ago is this? It's this Australia, was, so that's be a year, a year ago. Okay, so this is when things are popping for you. Yeah, yeah, things are going great. You're getting shows now around the world. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Australia, and you bring your girl. Yeah, um, she's from Australia. She's, she's from Australia. She's Australian. So Got I was it. Out, yeah, so I was just out there on on a vacation. Just so this is just her. visiting with her. But yeah, but she but she was pregnant. And I went, and it was like I was trying to like you know make plans to move out there and or get something situated just to get ready for this child. Um, but then I just found out all this crazy stuff and, and it's just a, just totally insane. And it just like, now the things, the things that you talk about in the song, mm -hmm. is that literally the story that the things that she told you happened? Oh, that's a, no, 100%. That's a, that's exactly. But it's insane what she's saying. The, no, it's, it's, a, no, I know this is what, and, and I wanted to, yeah, because. I don't want to let you off the hook fully. We can get into that more too. And like the way you handle it obviously is a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. As you talk about in the song, mm -hmm. you're not necessarily proud of the way yeah, you handled yeah, it's it. Not, yeah, I wasn't, like I said, I didn't feel like I was in the wrong, but I know I wasn't in the right. I, I state that in the song. But it's just like, 
there's only so much that a, that a man can you know take on if you if you drop a this heavy load of information on them that's like dark and twisted like it's it, like and I, I think everybody's capable of losing their mind it's just a matter of what type of information they're taking in and mo most people most wise people will stay away from situations like that to be like i'm not even going to put myself in a situation where i can lose my mind that way because i don't want to be looked at that but you know um, but unfortunately we, we, live in, we, we live and we learn so yeah because uh, unfortunately circumstances <clears throat> that you wouldn't remotely foresee turning out that way happen and that's what makes people kind of lose it the most yeah um what ended up happening with the child um, is the child I, I never met him. He's ten months. I never met him. I'm banned from Australia. I can't get in. And is he yours? Um, um, I'm 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 pretty sure he is. Um, just because I, I'm only going off of pictures and um and you know he just looks identical to how I looked when I was a baby. Like I just my family has a distinct look, and he just has the the whole big head that I have, the facial structure, everything, and the the way his hair is growing in and. So are you still in communication with the girl? No, no, it's bad. She won't let me see him, and it's it's just it's just all bad. I I paid a shit ton of money to try to get into Australia. I paid these lawyers money to help me get in, and um, and still haven't been able to fix it. And they yeah, the money's just gone to waste, and it's like damn, this is like it's it's messed up, and it's just so bad. And I and I have nothing else to do. That's why I just chose to um, make music about it because it's just therapeutic to me and I just feel like my back was against the wall and I'm a musician this is what this is what I do like I said I've been rapping since I was 14 and this is it's 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 therapy for me when I when I talk about my life and it is kind of difficult putting it out there to the world but you know I just I'm just at a point now where it's just like I, I don't care anymore if I can't see my son nothing else matters so I don't I don't care what people have to say or what they think about me assuming he's your child is that your only child yes wow that is uh that's tremendously challenging mm -hmm. um i would imagine and the story go go listen go buy the album hear the full song yeah i'm sure many of you listening have but it's just the way it <clears throat> unfolds of you gaining more information yeah as mm -hmm. it goes on that's just like wait wait no what first yeah. it's a picture first you were laying in bed with the guy yeah, yeah. now it turns out you're stripping yeah yeah now it turns yeah, out yeah. what the hell was i mean yeah yeah just it just kept getting crazier and crazier and it was just tearing me apart as the as the you can tell how long have you guys been dating um about three years you need a relationship guru. It's a segment that I do here on Hot 97. I need to help you out. How's, yeah. your, how's your dating life now? Um, I'm still, my, my mind and heart and energy is still in that situation. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just dating here and there, but it's, no, it's nothing serious. It's just kind of like just, just doing rapper shit. I, well, as you should occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, as long as the good rapper shit, you should yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so take us through, for people who aren't familiar, who aren't super hops and fans, how did the actual career part begin? We know you start writing rhymes in the late 90s. Yeah. When does it start getting serious and becoming something? Well, it, that started in, well, I, I got signed to Ruthless Records in 2007, like late 2007, but that didn't work out too well. Um, that whole situation crashed. I thought I was about to be the next big thing that the, in the music industry. This is the Ruthless just, Reboot. They kind of like rebooted. Yeah, yeah. They signed a bunch of new artists and no one ever popped off at all. And it's not because we were whack. It's just because um, um, EZ's wife, Tamika Wright, didn't know what she was doing, I feel. And it just, she just ran it into the ground. And um, But I got out of that. And then in 2010, you know, I kind of, um, I was trying to just come up with a plan. So I had a label called Funk Volume. And... Um, you know, I just, I was promoting that and I put out a single called Sag My Pants and that was in 2010, around summer 2010. And that was like my jump off record that kind of got my foot in the door and I was able to tour once. I, I dropped that song and then I dropped an album a couple months after. And then early 2011, I started touring. And, and Funk Volume, <clears throat> that whole era, by which was yeah. a big, huge part of your life, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. First of all, Funk Volume always amused me because it sounded so old school 90s rap to me. Yeah. I don't know why it sounded <laughs> yeah, like so yeah. 94, 95. <laughs> yeah. um, but did, did the, the first record, did it pop in Southern California or was it just straight internet it right off the top? In internet, okay. yeah. So it was, it was just randomly around the internet. I don't know what. And you just put it up online and yeah, just let yeah. it go? Yeah, and I had other songs that, that led up to that. So I had a fan base to push that record before it came out because I had, I had released the mixtape and all that and and this like, is blog era right yeah yeah so you're getting love on some of the yeah, I, getting, blog? yeah um, I, I had to really work for all that because th this is like back then when I would release music um, you know I, I always wanted to be on World Star so bad and and people weren't picking me up so I'm like man when I dropped a song and no one picked it up I'm like dang the next one I gotta create more controversy or do something to make them notice me and then I, I just kept going and going until I dropped this song Sag My Pants and then um, yeah every like everybody picked it up and it was and then 
you know, I started getting more followers on all my um, social media. And you felt, so you felt the moment. Oh, I felt, like, oh, it was a real moment. Yeah, it, like, it was one of those things, like, overnight when it came out, it was, like, the next day, it was like, yo, I'm, like, popping now. And that's so interesting. I love finding that moment. And I, I always find it so interesting because people are still trying to get on in a similar fashion in 2017, 2018 than they, as they were, mm-hmm. even though the landscape has changed. It has changed a lot. Because, yeah. like, now it's not so much about, like, getting a post on Nah Right or Two Dope Boys. That's not yeah, the same yeah. thing as it was. Yeah, it used to be a lot bigger back then, and now, yeah, th- things now, have slightly changed. And um, But I just like hearing that moment because it still is about that moment, though. Yeah, yeah it's about, and, and I always tell every artist, like, your, your moment's going to come. You never know when it's going to come. Like I said, I thought Ruthless Records was my moment, but that wasn't my moment. And then I would have never thought that me being the independent underground rapper was gonna and me releasing this song was gonna that was gonna be the start of you know me paving my way i didn't know that but it just it when it happened it just comes unexpected you just never know bro uh all all i do is win was dj khaled's moment yeah right in Mm -hmm. theory yeah yeah that was like i mean he was gonna do bigger than all i do is win like Mm -hmm. that song's a smash yeah yeah and now there are millions of people who know him and don't know what All I Do Is Win Yeah, yeah, exactly. even yeah, is. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, that's a great point. You don't know mm-hmm. when you're living it what moment this is. Yeah, you, yeah, you just never know. That's why you just gotta, you gotta keep grinding and grinding. And what, what I find dangerous is when I see artists and they're trying to plan their moment. They're like, I got this song right here and I'm gonna drop this. And when I do this, I'm putting all this money. It's like, yo, the, you're, you, you can't do that. Like, you're, put, you're placing all your bets on this one thing and if it doesn't happen everything's gonna crash well that's that's, you, that's the danger right yeah that's that's the, and that and that and and that's why you always got to have you just got to always be prepared because some artists they put all their all they should put all the, their all into um each song and everything that they do but you just got to be aware that that you you know you may not hit it with that one so you just have to always have a bunch of ammo you know stacked up so if that one doesn't work then you, you then you got something else you got something else and I, i'm always prepared and I've always had just a lot of music and a lot of yeah, because the mental breakdown of if it fails is just a very difficult. Yeah, failing as a as a musician is is the worst thing. You're just like because you just see McDonald's, you're like I'm going to Mc, I'm going to have to work at McDonald's, and that that's what I always see. If I see if I feel like I'm failing, I'm like, dude, McDonald's is coming. I'm going to have to go get that. Well, listen, you should you should know that I did DJ at McDonald's. That's an actual fact. Oh, you did? Oh, that's an actual fact. You, so this is before any... Before, yeah, it's before... You it was it at McDonald's. What, yeah, the, what that's, the... See, that's the other part is that everyone's like, well, that doesn't even make sense. After I did a... After I did my talk radio gig in D.C., I got fired. Mm-hmm. And when I got fired, there was this dude who ran a McDonald's. <laughs> I guess he aver- – I don't even know if he advertised at the station or he was just a local cat who had a couple franchises he had, yeah. and he had his McDonald's. And he hit me up and he was like, listen, I don't think it's right you got fired. Yeah. And I own these two McDonald's, one of which is in a really popping neighborhood in D.C., right, <laughs> on 18th Street in Columbia. It's like yeah. where everyone parties in D.C. He's like, so – um." I want you to come down and DJ my McDonald's. And I was like, well, I don't even know how that, how that works. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. I can't even picture that right now. And he's like, well, listen, you just come down, bring your setup in whatever way you can, and um, I'll pay you, you know, um, 250 250 bucks a night. Yeah. It's from like just, you got, you know, to come hang out from like 10 to 1 or whatever it was. And I was like, all right, 250 bucks a night. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that's that's enough. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. nights a week. That's uh-huh. I'm straight. I could actually yep. live off this. <laughs> so it was a little, it was still a little bit of a pride hit because I had just had a radio show. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was coming off of college radio. Yeah, yeah. I had been good. on commercial radio and now I was at the McDonald's with my laptop just playing shit. And um people would come in drunk, not paying attention. Yeah. And I would kind of just post up in the booth and play music. So it was a it was a late night McDonald's. Like it was open twenty four hours. Yeah, it was a twenty four hour McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Which including the one time that the uh, uh, the Illis fight popped off. Oh really? And I jumped over the counter and was so tight because I left my laptop sitting at the table. <laughs> but I had to run from the fight. Have yeah. you ever been around a have you ever been around a fight that is goes on for so long that you're like this is just utter chaos like someone has to stop this <laughs> yeah i see those yeah this, that's it, what it was it was just one oh of yeah it went after like two minutes of people still fighting i'm like they're still going well, yeah, this, yeah. these normally just end when you're watching <laughs> on world star these just end somehow yeah yeah anyways <laughs> but your point is you're right like that that mcdonald's moment is a real thing it's it a, definitely yeah, happens yeah, and you're yeah. like you know shout out to mcdonald's but that's not necessarily what you're trying to be as an yeah, artist yeah exactly yep so you always have that battery in your back of like i don't want to have the moment that now, now, do you get to a point at, like here in your career where you know that that moment really can't happen? 
Like you, you can't I, lose the people I think who I, love you. I convince myself that I'm going to lose them at any moment that I just take the wrong step. Like, okay, and and I and I as a motivational tactic. It, it's a it's it's I'm out of fear and motivation. I use the the fear to drive me. So because when I wake up every day, I'm like. I don't ever want to be that guy who's like, hey, that's the has been Hobson who works at McDonald's now. Like I'm has like, been no. already goes with Hobson. If you can hear it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, I'm, and yeah, so I I use that to to drive me because yeah, I I just don't want to be that guy. So I'm always like trying to secure everything on in all, on all angles from the business side, just the music side, everything. I want to make sure that that just what are, what are, what is the business part of your career besides touring a lot and selling a lot of albums which by the way you're on a label now you were indie well, now well, you're yeah, on- I, well i have i have my own independent label undercover prodigy and then um and i have my distribution company which is 300 entertainment you know we, we partnered up and you know just to i i wanted to make sure this first since funk volume ended i wanted to make sure this album you know gets the right push and it's you know and it's seen by the right people and all that so um yeah, and I just wanted to try something. This new is out. the first project with three hundred. This is the first, yeah, okay. first project with three hundred. So, um, yeah, and and like I said, outside of that, I have my undercover prodigy record company, which I'm running. Um, and you know, um, it's, it's I guess it's a we we sell merch as well. Like we we do really well with the merch. So, merch. what's the merch that's popping for the Hobson fans? Like, I mean, they're laughing at me and be mad at me. I don't know about it, but I don't. What is oh, like? Well, this is the newest. The newest, oh. um, yeah, un- yeah. That that's the, this is the logo. Okay, yeah, obviously, un- undercover product. Yep. Yeah, so um, so people are just into that the brand of the label straight up. Undercover. Yeah, yeah, they're just yeah, they're just into it. They follow it and all that. So that's um, a pretty good logo too. <clears throat> oh, thank you. you do thank well. You. Yeah, appreciate it. And you know, I just want to overall, I want to create a, a home for artists as well. So after once this album takes its course and I start touring, I want to find an artist to bring on, or maybe a few artists and. You know, just show them the ropes of what I've been through and, you know, just help them pave their own path. And, you know, because because I know I know the Internet very well and I and I understand how things change. And I just have a lot of information and I feel like artists need this help. And I. um, Yeah, like I said, I can I feel like I can help them find their moment a lot faster than than I did, because I made so many mistakes in my career. And I wish I had somebody to tell me like, yo. Stop doing that because this is gonna crash you into the ground. And do you <clears throat> do you like the internet? No, I mean I'm glad it, it gave me a it gave me a career. If the internet wasn't there, I would still be out standing outside of Interscope, hoping that Dr. Dre shows up and takes your tape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but, I, I, so it, it 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 put artists like me in a situation where you know we can become successful. Well, I, I, but I didn't ask. Is it useful? It's definitively useful. Yeah, yes, yes. But does it but does it bring you more joy or sadness on a daily basis? You think? Um, it's, it's frustrating. And as I get older, it gets more frustrating where it's like, uh, yo, what's up, everybody? I'm right here. Check me out. Like, yo, I'm doing this. Too. Look at what I'm eating. Dude. And, it, and it's like, man, I don't, who gives a fuck? I don't, I don't care. I don't want to do this. And then you see other artists doing it. And you know, it's easy to do when you're younger. If you're like 18 or 19, you can do all that. Gang, gang, gang. Like all that. And, and I can't, I can't be that guy. Like, and I, and I, if I was 19 or 20, I probably, it would be a lot easier, but I have this like. I'm getting this old man mentality where I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Like, hey, look at my life. Who cares? But I guess you guys do. Okay, buy my album now. Like, it's it's just dumb. Like, it's just, um. But I but I understand it. Like, you have to do it. And the people are you who, affect, are you affected by the are you affected by negative criticism you see online? Um, I used to be. It used to affect me a lot more. I mean, I still see some of it every now and then, and it and it you know it kind of does rub me the wrong way. But I just tell myself like, get off this, get off this site. Don't look at this. Like when I see reviews of if I'm if I'm on YouTube and I type in my name and then I see somebody reviewing my album, I'm like, don't look at that. Do not look at so that. Don't watch this random person's yeah, YouTube this, and, video. And I'm looking at, yeah, like, yeah, this random person who doesn't know anything about, like, me to that, or I don't know how much they know about me, but they don't know my story or anything. And I just need to focus on, like, okay, I am successful. I know what I can do. That's all I need to focus on. This person's opinion does not matter in my life, and I don't need to make it matter because it's just going to hurt me. And um, so I, I just try. I just try to ignore it. But on Instagram, you know, I look at comments like when, when I. I know it's hard not comments. to. Do, do you? Okay, this is, I never asked this before. This yeah. is deep. This is deep. You post a picture on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Do you go back? Do you go back and check how liked the and commented on the picture? Yes, because as a businessman, I'm. I I like progress, and I don't want to ever be stagnant in a situation where I'm like, damn, I've. It's been a. It's been two years, and I've only been getting ten thousand likes on pictures and I haven't moved up or anything like that that's bad that means I'm doing something wrong whatever it is whether it's yeah. my outfits need to change whether it's I'm lame 
whether the music is not hot enough, and I, I'll pick it apart to find out what it is. And, um, and that actually happened to me. I was at, over the past, like, two years or so, I felt like things weren't moving. Like, I was still in a good place, but things weren't growing for me how I felt they should have been. But I, I had to go and analyze myself and reevaluate everything and go, okay, I, 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 I made some adjustments, adjustments to everything, and, yeah, then Instagram started popping again. You saw it? You just, saw it? Yeah, I saw it, yeah. And it's, and so it's, you like to use it as a measuring stick. Yeah, it, 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 and it is a measuring stick. On, on all scales, from Twitter to Instagram, Facebook, everything, yeah, you have to keep note of that, and you have to constantly figure out how can you make it grow because everybody, you, you see all these other artists, their stuff is, like, taking off crazy, and you just have to go, okay, how can I play this game? And everything's a factor from... How old you look, to how you dress, to how cool or uncool you seem, to how hot your music is or how hot your music isn't. Everything matters, and it's almost like a stats. When you're playing a video game and you see the guy's stats, like he runs fast, but he doesn't hit hard. But it, you, you, have to, what, you have to balance all those things out to find the best you. And, um, and yeah, but, but and that, that also consists of playing the game online, like doing that, hey, what's up, everybody, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, even though it's like painful to do at times, you just... You gotta go, yo. It's McDonald's or this, and I and, and I'd rather do this than McDonald's. So. That's, a, that's a very good, yeah, yeah. That's and, a very good point. And I see a lot of artists, like especially like lyrical MCs, who are like, I ain't doing that shit. Fuck, that. I'm too real for that. And it's like, okay, and you're also very broke. And I don't ever like I. Well, and I if you could play the games with that versus playing it with your music, I'd much rather play the bullshit with your social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, I, I agree. And um, yeah, and it's, it's just about finding a balance. Every artist has their their own thing or they have to find a thing about them to to that they can like glorify online you know and every artist social media power is different as far as what they the, the reason why people are looking at them so um they every artist just has to find that out what their power is to make people go oh this person's in interesting for this reason and you know um and i'm i'm constantly trying to find my powers, social media powers to make people interested, whether it's the music, whether it's what I'm um, wearing, how I look, how crazy something is, whatever it is. It's, you just got to... I feel like, I, I feel like for, that I would be best suited probably making like hot takes, talking to the camera, yeah, and yeah. I, but I can't do it. And I, I, that, that is a part of me that has that, what you just alluded to with the lyrical rappers. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have a certain level of like, I just can't be the guy like, yo, yeah. I need to talk about, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just feel like an asshole. Like yeah. I already have, I have radio shows where I have a platform and I'm not yeah. saying you still should do it because yeah. uh -huh. the fact is a lot of people on my social media don't even hear the radio shows. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you should do it, but I, I do have that stupid pride that I, on some level, I'm just like, I can't, I don't, I don't feel like doing it. S same, same here. Like I, I had, I, I had planned things out for my album. I'm like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do a little rant about this. And I'm like, Fuck that! I'm like I, I just because I know if I if I did it and I watched it, I'd be like, what the hell? I know I, I hate I hate this. <clears throat> yeah. What were you What were you like uh, in high school? Um, I was okay. Um, what what, what the fuck? I was like Napoleon Dynamite. Wow! I was a whole different guy. Like I was a a dweeb. You were that weird in, in yes, high school. Yes, yes. I was a skateboarder. I'm still a skateboarder, but um, I just I didn't tap into my cool at, in high school at all. I I was just a, a very, very weird, weird kid on all angles. Like, I had crazy, like, I, and I looked like um what, Little Yachty in high school. You looked I had like... This, I had that hair. My hair was blonde. I had long hair, um, like, um, braids that went down all the way to my, like, to my chin and... And back then, you know, not not too many. That wasn't a cool look, and I was that guy. And I, and I liked the hair because when I skateboarded, it flung all over the place, and I thought. But it was as far cool. as how it played in school, it, everybody laughed at me. And, it, and they were blonde. They were blonde braids. So, um, yeah, I just looked. So weird. you didn't have? Did you have a crowd at all? A crowd like you mean that you hung out with, like a group of friends? No, I was. I was. I had lots of people that I knew, but I was just the guy at lunchtime, just walking around with my skateboard and just kind of bouncing around between different people. But I also like got made fun of a lot. But I was. I was a prankster. I was a beatboxer. I was just like a weird, entertaining weirdo. I don't. I don't know. And so you think you were a lovable weirdo? Yeah. Yeah. People definitely. People definitely liked me, but they knew I was weird. I didn't get no girls. For sure. Didn't get didn't have a girlfriend until I was twenty years old or didn't even have sex till I was twenty. I was lame. When was your first kiss? Same thing? Um, to like nineteen, twenty? Yeah, around I think nineteen or twenty. Yes. Yeah, now when like did that. that start when did that start start haunting you? Because I'll be honest, I 
I, I know this sounds silly now in retrospect. Yeah. But my first kiss was 14. And I remember, which I still think feels sounds late. Yeah, yeah. And But at the time... When I got to be like late 13, I'm like, it started hanging over my head. I'm like, this is going to be a nightmare. If I don't get this kiss, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is like, and then little do I know the way life is, I ended up having get, doing everything in the same year. Yeah, yeah. But in the time that it came to that, I was like, this is awful. Yeah, so did yeah. it hang over your head, the girl stuff in, um, in high school? Well, I, I always knew because I, I was the guy in high school. I'm like, because I, I got made fun of a lot. So I was, I, I always saw things like I saw reality. I was, it's almost like I was like Neo in the Matrix where I'm like, they're making fun of me now. But watch, one day I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be successful, and they're all going to know me. And I don't know, I didn't know for what reason, I just knew, I was like, they're all going to know me one day. Like, they're all going to remember me, and they're all going to say I went to school with that guy. But, and, and, I, and I was always working on some type of craft, whether it was me drawing, doing animation, or me beatboxing, me trying to get into acting, or, or me making music, you know? I, I just always knew, I'm like, this isn't, this is just the early stages of my life I'm, I'm like this is nothing right now compared to what i'm gonna be and so you that, that and that's a really important message i'm sure for people who listen to you because the hardest thing for people who feel not cool in high school yeah is that they don't have that they yeah, don't yeah. have the usually it doesn't usually if you're a nerdy weirdo you don't have yeah. that same self-assurance yeah, so you yeah. were sort of an you were the odd confident well, yeah, I do. I, I have met kids like that before mm -hmm. in my life. It's which is great, and when it exists, but it's not necessarily easy to have that. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's not. I just, I just knew that I wasn't gonna stop working hard until I achieved the success that I wanted. You know, and since I was a little kid, I just, I don't know if because uh, I talk to some other people, they they don't think this way, but since I was a little kid, I just always felt like I was going to be something more than just a like a normal individual and I I've never had a regular job not because my family was privileged or anything it was just I just could never see myself working a normal job I was like like it just I just wouldn't mesh with that I, I, never, I believe me I understand yeah, like, yeah I wouldn't know how to sit down at a desk and yeah, do work same, I, I couldn't I never saw it I couldn't see myself working at Target or Walmart or anything I never saw it so at an early age um I I just started like around 17 or 18 I started making beats for people around high school selling beats for um 10 or 15 bucks and just making money that way inviting them to the studio and they you know making 10 bucks a 10 bucks an hour off of studio time and that's how I was making a living I, I dabbled in acting a little bit but I got one or two roles and that didn't work out too well, well. Any, anything nothing significant I was on um that's so raven when I was um 16 years old well, that is so raven yeah that even <laughs> and, I, and I yeah I made a good 750 bucks off of doing that there you go um, back and then um yeah I didn't get another role until I was like 22 years old and that was in a movie called fame and um yeah that was just a little small paycheck as well but nothing did you go to your 10-year reunion no Really? I don't even know what it was. I, I, I dropped out. I was in high school for a very long time. I don't even know what, I don't even, I, like, I was, I was just the guy who was just there. You were one I, of those? Yeah, I was just the guy who was like, yo, you're still here? I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I was just like well, How many years do you think you were there? You five, six years? Five or six years, like five and a half years or so. I was just, I was just the guy who just well, there. What, what the, real quick, what the fuck was going on with your grades? I, I just, okay, I didn't care about school, that's why. So my, my parents wanted me to be in school like every parent does. They right. wanted me to graduate. But as I got older, I'm like, man, nah, I want to be like 50 Cent and Eminem. They dropped out. I could drop out too, and I could be rich. And that, that was my mentality. But, also, but it wasn't just rich. I was like, I'm going to work for it. And it just all made sense. And when I, you know, when I, would, um, I did a lot of extra work as well for money on, on TV shows and stuff. And when I see actors, I would always try to talk to them. And a lot of these dudes just didn't do school. And I was like, wait a minute, some, something's, something's wrong here. Like, my, my parents never told me this, and school never told me that, like, if you, you have a creative skill, you may not need school. And I'm not saying school is unnecessary, but it was unnecessary for me. And my prediction was totally right. Like, I did not need school at all. I could have fucking dropped out at ninth grade and things would have still But instead, you hung out for five or six years and still didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> because I was only... I, because as every, because this would happen at first, um, I was closer to graduating my first, after my first four years, and I only had like a few more necessary credits to get. But then I went back another year, and I was taking unnecessary classes. But then the classes that I needed, I still failed in. And as I kept going and going, I was like, it just became more difficult. I was like, this is stupid. It's getting dumber and dumber and dumber the, the more I try. Then I just reached the point where I'm like, I'm just leaving. Like, I'm just not going back. I don't care what anybody has to was say. It, was that a scary time? No. I mean, were you my, still, my mom and dad thought it was scary. They're like, you're like, I was, they thought I was a failure. And I was like, man, don't worry. Like, I got this. I'm a rapper. I'm going to be a rapper, mom. Like, it's going to work. And 
it is weird because there was there was no like only MySpace. I don't even think my yeah MySpace was just popping back then, and I was trying to get on, but I I just told my mom don't worry, but they were still worried, and um, but now they see like okay. He, How many records have you sold? Do you know which album sold the most? I have I have no idea because I'm I'm um. I, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't keep track of those things. I just look at my. I just talk to my accountants, look at my bank account. Make I, sure I, everything's I, good. Everything like I, everything's. Like, I keep track of everything. Like it's all noted and everything. So it's not just like me. Somebody screwing me over. But yeah, I'm. I'm but let's be honest. I, I think everybody who makes not not everybody. I, I'm making this up. Yeah. I I personally am not great about money. Yeah. So and I'm sure I don't make anywhere near the money you're making. So but I'm still like I get to a certain point where yeah, you have someone who looks at your money, you mm -hmm. trust them. Yeah, yeah. You check in every once in a yeah, while, yeah. make sure they, things they send look me statements everything of, of right. everything that's going on so that so I have access. Um I just yeah, but But, but you I'm, don't have a wife. Like so I have a wife that can really look at the stuff and be like, "You make sure my whole life isn't falling apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't have that. So you don't. Do you have anyone else, like I, a, a parent or anyone else who helps looks at your shit? No, my, I have I have accountants. So my, my, but they, no one who's not, no one who's not on your payroll. Oh, um, no. I'm I live like a a Batman life. I'm just I, I'm just solo in the in my no siblings. Game. Um, I have siblings, but I'm not very close with my family. My my family is like I'm very. Deep is that like a major part of your story that I'm that I'm unaware of? But it's your not, fans are all aware. I don't of? Really talk about it. I I roughly talk about it in music here and there, but I just don't speak of family too too often. Um, Got it. Yeah, just because I've always felt like I was just that I was that kid in the in the basement that's just always down there just working and just never. And only are you not in regular contact with your parents? Um, I I still have contact with them. I just don't. I don't know. It's just some something was missing growing up. I don't know. Or it just it's 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 weird. It's, it's very weird. Are you are you happy generally? No, you're not happy generally. No, I can't see my son, and that that's like the foundation. So that's so so that's, you're okay. Let's let's go back for a second. Were you happy pre that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm never happy. I'm Hobson, man. I'm always mad. I always. Right, find, that's kind of your. Yeah, the the, the, gla the glass is always. You smile happy. a lot though for a guy who's not happy. Yeah, I'm. I have a smiling problem. It's a disorder. So you mean like your your default is like smile even when you're not happy? Yeah, I don't. It's been happening since I was a kid. I my, I, I think my face is just shaped that way. Like I I seriously can't help it. Like it just happens. Like sometimes I'm like, why the fuck am I smiling? I look like a fucking cornball. I just can't stop smiling. I just can't. I'm serious. I've never, like every interview I do, you look at my teeth are just always showing. <laughs> well, obviously that means there's probably some part of it that's uncomfortable. No, so, no, it's not. I, no, my face looks just normal. Like It's just kind of shaped triangularly. Yeah, it just happens. And then sometimes when I'm doing music videos, um, the director's like, yo, stop smiling. And I'm like, I'm not smiling. It's like, well, close your mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, I... Damn it. I don't know. Yeah, like... So, so it, what, were, what were you not happy about? Is there anything you can point to, or are you naturally just a depressive personality? No, uh, well, um, so I'm the... It, it, all, it all started when I... Oh, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. Sorry. Right. When I felt like I stepped out of the matrix by understanding that, like, the, the world is all this brainwashed... Everyone's brainwashed and Illuminati and this and that. Then I watched this fucking, um, this little documentary thing called The Secret. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've heard of that or whatever. And then it just made me think like, wow, we're just all living a lie. What the hell? Nothing's real. Material stuff. All these fucking celebrities all doing this bullshit. And everyone thinks this is life, but it's not really that. And that just got to me so much to where now everything I see, I'm just like, Bullshit, bullshit, fake, 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 fake. That's not real. That's fucking, they're planning that. They're trying to bring us down this and that. And it fucked my head up. I'm, uh, you're, you're very in touch, though, with your feelings on things. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you're able to get an idea. It doesn't mean you can control it, yeah, yeah. but you're able to see it. Yeah, I know. I, I can see it. I, I, so now I, it's almost over-affecting you to the point where, like, you, you wish you were able to know that stuff, but still be like, fuck it, and just yeah, live and, your and life. Yeah, and I, and I can't. So I, I can't jump into the Matrix and... and be comfortable. Like I'm in the matrix and I'm fine. Like if I'm if I jump into a situation, like when I go to clubs, my head's fucked up. I'm I'm there and I enjoy it for ten minutes. Then I'm like, everybody's just dancing and they're all getting drunk and they're, they're miserable. Not, they're, they're, yeah, like they're just trying to hide their pain and look at this is stupid. Like they don't even know what life is really about. And then I end up leaving, and I'm like. Damn, but they look they look happier than I look. And I I'm know like, there's some hot chicks in there, people having fun. I probably <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then it just it just messes my it's like torture. And um and it happens in every area of my life with relationships, friendships, with my music, with everything. And I'm just I hate that I pick everything apart. Have you consider have you have you been in therapy before? Um I've I've done a few um 
counseling sessions. But you've never stuck with someone. No, because even in, even in that, I talked myself out of it. I'm like, this person just getting here. They're getting paid for this. Of course, they're going to fucking talk to me for $75 a fucking hour. Like, it's oh, a good, that's I'd a good deal that. in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, and I'm just like, this is dumb. Like, they're just going to say the same things that I could tell myself. I know this already. I know how life works. And I'm like, man, fuck this shit. And I just end up. I'm a strong proponent of therapy. Oh, really? I re- I, yeah, I really am. I, re- I really do think. I'm not saying people want to know, I, like, is it an instant fix? People sit down, like, get up, like, I could have done this myself. I don't feel any better than I did when I left. Yeah. That's not really how therapy works. It's mm-hmm. more like a, it's more like the, the release on a week to week basis yeah, than just yeah. being able to keep yourself sane. Sometimes hearing things out loud when you say it to someone else, mm-hmm. because a therapist allows you to completely say whatever you want, yeah. you can hear yourself say things you're like, oh, that doesn't exactly make sense. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. not viewing that clearly. <laughs> or if you find a really good therapist, someone who's able to be like, hey, you know, it's funny, my, my therapist spends a lot more time letting me off the hook for things. Mm-hmm. That, like, I beat myself up for, and yeah. she's the one who's kind of like, hey, you know, that's not but you you're you're allowed to be upset about what that you said made you upset. Yeah, you're yeah. allowed to be upset about that. Yeah. Like that's a normal thing. And I'm like, no, but my life is so good. I don't have any right to complain. She's like, no, no, right. you have a right to, to, to. So sometimes I think that for someone who's in their own head a lot, which you, you clearly yeah, are, I am. Yeah, definitely. I not 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 that I know anything, but I give a rec- strong recommendation. Well, yeah, maybe I should try it. I just and also with. With the with the hectic schedule of doing like, cause you got to find it, it, one who's willing to take phone calls. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the. Yeah, there there that's, are some that will be like, no, you have to come in. There are some that'll be like, just call me and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I think for an artist traveling, mm-hmm, yeah, I think it's maybe that maybe that could be. Man, I just tell you though, like the amount of artists that I have relationships with who have a lot of baggage, and it's a tough thing to 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 have that, and also then be constantly graded. You know, like being yeah. in the public eye, I know everyone who hears it is just like, oh, really, cry me a river, you're so rich. Yeah, that's or exactly, yeah, yeah. Or you, this guy, really, it's so hard being a rapper, living his dream. But, I, I mean, listen, I, I don't go as far as saying mo' money, mo' problems, mm-hmm. but Biggie was on to something. No, he, no, he was. And, and people have to understand, see, and this is where my mind kicks in, where it's like, people think that because they've been conditioned to think that money is everything. And that, and really, once you break through the money barrier, now you're actually living real life. Now you're actually, fir- that's your first step where you are newborn into life where you're like, okay, I have money. Now I can focus on what life is really about. Interesting. Money is a man-made thing. That's not what pl- planet Earth didn't make money. Man made money. So once you break through the money barrier, you're like, okay, here's the first day of me living my life. Now mm. I don't have to worry about bills and worry about rent. Now you're like, I can, wor- I can take the first step in being a real human being, whether it's let me help somebody, let me build some whatever whatever it is that you want to do i feel like that's the first step and most people live their whole life and never really get to that first step and because they're every single day they're like gotta go to work gotta slave away gotta do this gotta make sure everyone's making money gotta make sure every money 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 everything everybody's going to money and what happens when you don't have to go to money what do you do when you wake up you just sit there and you go okay like that's real life right there and sometimes that can be lonely because everyone else is Move on their mission for money, and you're like, I'm. Doesn't it kind of amaze you though when you see a lot of artists who we love and admire, who are like year, I'm talking about years in the game, way longer than you, mm-hmm. who are like still so actively excited about chasing money? Yeah, I, I I'm think always that, like, what? It's not that tight. I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's. Now, really, but I feel biased. Now, you you grew up in a two parent home. Yeah, yeah, in a in a pr- pretty decent place, right? Um, yeah, yeah. We you know we had struggles, but yeah, it was um yeah. My, my you weren't you weren't where your next meal was coming from though. For the um, most part, no, no. I mean, I ate a lot of a lot of top ramen and everything, but yeah, I wasn't. I was never like starving to where I didn't have have anything to eat. So obviously, you know, and we're from different backgrounds, and I'm, I'm, I'm mine sounds better than that. Yeah, but still, maybe I'm biased because I never wanted for money. Mm-hmm. I never thought like, oh, we might not have money to do this. I didn't have that experience. Yeah, so yeah. I like to give the benefit of the doubt to people who didn't have, th- but then some of them have had money since they were 20 exactly, and yeah. now they're 40 yeah, yeah, and, and they have still- more money than I could ever imagine mm-hmm. and, and it's still, still like, yo, we just need to get this paper and I'm like, I don't know, is that really right? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's just a trend. It's just, it's, it's, it's an easy go-to for, for rappers. It's, it's just like the it's just what's popping right now. It's always been popping. And it's always, just, it has yeah, never it's gone always, out of style. Yeah, yeah. And it just seems cool to talk about it. And, and I feel like but a, a rapper who talks about money all the time, it shows that they are, their life may not be that interesting or either they're just scared to be open about their real personal stories. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't speak about money too often in my music. Every now and then I'll drop a line about money. But um, have, you, uh, have you gotten to meet any of your rap heroes? Um, let me see. Not not any of my like 
super mega inspirations. No, I have not. Like not the the top. Who are the the, the that's M fifty D twelve though that crap? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Those guys on um, my fifty cent. I, I, when I, I did an interview on um, this is fifty, and he walked by and he just just gave me a little. What's up? Like, I, cause I was in the middle of the interview and I was so fucking mad. I was like, I just wanted to. You should have just got up and walked out. Bro. I, I should have. I was so mad. I was like, oh my god, this fool just walked by and I'm like, this is fucked up. Like, I felt so like I couldn't even like focus anymore. I was like, goddamn. Like, and he just walked in some room and I was like, holy shit, that was Fifty Cent. Um, yeah. So that was probably that. That was. But like, never met M though. Nah. Um, <clears throat> are you excited about his new album? Do you still um, get excited to yeah, hear other yeah, people's yeah, music? I still, yeah, I still get excited about everything that he releases. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to buy that album when it comes out. Did you Did you have any thoughts on the Grammy nominations list that came out yesterday? Um, I don't know the full. I heard I heard about it coming out, but I don't know who who were all the nominations. It was a, it was a very rap heavy um, really? Grammys. Oh, okay. You know, like album of the year mm-hmm. is Jay Z, Kendrick, yeah, Childish Gambino. Which granted that album's not rappy at all, but still, yeah. Childish Gambino, um, Bruno, um, Bruno Mars, yeah, Bruno Mars, okay. not rap again, yeah, yeah, um, but, uh, Lord, I think, am I forget? I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. And then all the song of the year, all those, every category like that though mm-hmm. is basically Jay Z, Kendrick, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot, and oh, it was, dope. it was the, it was probably the most dominant. It was the most dominant rap Grammy nominations. Is that something that? inspires you at all that you think about at all or don't particularly care about i don't really care about that i mean it, it would be good i'm not going to pretend i don't like have visions of me like walking down a red carpet or walking up accepting an award or whatever like every, i think every artist wants that but now that i'm more into the industry and i understand things more i i, I don't want to get i don't want to have my thoughts soak in that idea where it's because i know that the the whole Grammys, everything, it's somebody's business. They own it just like every other corporation in the fucking world. And there's people who decide whatever. And I know personally there's so many great albums out there. You know, the, these top guys who are the most popping, they're not the best musicians in the world. Not not saying they're not good at what they do, but there's so much music out there. And But I just know some people don't have the platform that they do, whatever. So I know it's just off of like, hey, I know you guys, so I'll put you guys in my top and you guys, I'll promote you guys through my mega business that I have, which is called the Grammys nominations, and you guys will be out. That that's how I view that, cause it's I, I yeah, I um, but it but it's dope. I'm not gonna say I would hate it. I'm, I wouldn't if I got it. If I was ever in that situation, someone nominated me, I wouldn't be like nah, bullshit, whatever. I yeah. I, I would. I, I think like there's I, a lot of. I think that's a very honest opinion. A lot of us see stuff and we're like, this is really stupid. That said, if I was invited, I yeah, sure, I'd be yeah, excited. Yeah, because it. it just ultimately comes down to like. Do I have fans? Yes. Am I making a living off of what I do? Yes. Am I in a good position? Yes. So I so I can't You've also been on a nice steady growth too. Yeah, yeah. So I can't just look at that and be like, damn, I'm not as big as Jay-Z or Kendrick Lamar and, and my album's not up there. I'm I'm horrible. Like I, I can't do that because and and you know, in reality, I I don't know these guys' situations or what they're going through, what their business is, whatever, but I'm just in a good place right now, and I and I and I shouldn't complain about it. You know, I shouldn't just I sh- I can't. But you're allowed to complain. Remember that. <laughs> you are allowed, you're allowed to have to a moment, complain. Hobson, <laughs> yeah. where you complain. Yeah, yeah. But I just I just know business. When I see that, I'm like, that's that's some guy's business. And if if my record company ever became so big where I have nominations, of course they're gonna be people that I have encountered. I'm not just gonna pick some random guy from fucking some random rapper from some random country and just be like yo his album let me let me go push all these rappers out the way that guy over there in the corner his album like that's the one it, it, right. no one they don't they're not gonna do that either they're gonna go oh who are the popping rappers oh these top 10 guys yeah i'm gonna pick um these guys that and i know that's how that's how it's gonna work um but yeah it is what it is like i said i'm i'm in a, i'm just glad i'm i'm not a, a broke rapper and you're I'm, not and i have you know, good things going for myself, and I just need to focus. Well, on how that. did the uh, how did the uh, contacts thing become a thing for you? It happened when I went to uh, I went to a, a showcase thing in Los Angeles back in like two thousand and five, and you know it's a thing where you know some promoters like yo you um you sell these tickets ten or twenty tickets and you get to perform at this place or whatever, and you know I, I did that or I actually paid. I just paid the amount of the tickets because I didn't have any fans, and um, I, I just paid like a hundred bucks, however much it was. And w- all these rappers from LA went to go perform, and I realized we all looked exactly the same: a fitted hat, white tee, and a chain, and blue jeans. And I was like, "Oh shit!" 
I, like I literally when I walked in, we all it was and it was that white tee era where everyone was just really big on the super large white tee. I was like, yo, we all look the exact same. I was like, how can I expect anybody to remember me at all? And then it started to, and then it, I was like thinking of things. I was like, damn, 50 Cent had a bulletproof vest. That made people remember him. Eminem had his blonde hair. That made people remember him. Buster Rhymes had his crazy long dreadlocks. That, and he had like, it, people had their signature things. And, and that made me realize like, yo, image is very important as well. You can't just be looking like everybody else. And I was like, damn, it, it took me so long to find what my thing was going to be in white context. I know it's, it's a bit extreme, but when I put them in, I was like, this is weird, I know, but for some reason, I just feel like it, it was it. And, and I, you saw it, where you could see it kind of captivate people right away? Yeah, because like, I, I, knew that, um, my, I knew that it would, I felt like it would reflect my music well, also because I, I made, I, I don't want to say I made weird music, but my music was just like, just hops in music and I just felt like the it just all made sense and I also back in like when MySpace was popping and I had my little profile picture I, I just had like a, a a picture of me just looking straight in the camera with my eyes wide open where it just I wanted people to look at me and go who the hell is this weird looking black guy like what and I wanted that to make draw people in because I knew the music would capture them already because I felt like I was, I was confident enough in the music to to know that if they hear it they're gonna be sucked in but I was just like I need I need them to stumble across me and be interested off of my look and yeah, and it happened a lot, and things started growing more and more. And you know, there there were haters, but th that that comes along with everything that you know. We mean who specifically hated on the look? The look they hated on the image, and but I just I just kept pushing through. Well, it, it's the it's the to me when I first heard about you, it was the thing that separated you from all the other like freshmen that year. Yeah, yeah, and it was that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I and I and I wanted and I wanted that I wanted that look. I wanted people to look and go, who's that weirdo? Because, like I said, I'm confident in my music, but I just needed, I just wanted to um, pull people in. So the context really helped with that a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I strongly recommend you go check out this man's project right now. I think you'll really enjoy it. And um, it's it dropped last week. Uh, it's called No Shame. And if you have, uh, is there any, anything you want to tell your fans specifically who came here to listen to every single word that you had to say? Um... I, I just appreciate you guys, you know what I'm saying? If you guys really like the album, if you like what I represent, if you like what I do, just just support it, you know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm an independent artist and your support does matter. It 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 really helps out a lot. So, um yeah, just So yeah, don't just bootleg everything is also what he's saying. Yeah, you feel and, free and, to buy. and even if they do bootleg it, yeah, come I mean at least stream it come, though on come, Spotify. Yeah, at least give them 5 pennies, you know? <laughs> no, but I'm not I'm not asking for like their money or anything. Just yeah, just support it in whatever way you can, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, but if not, it's all good. Cause chances are, if I was some little fucking nineteen year old, I'd probably just download everything for free, and I, I and I totally understand. So, um, well, listen, congratulations on everything, and thank you for making time to talk. It's been fun. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. All right, Rosenberg Radio, Hobson. Thank you, man.